and just like that, they buy it. They eat it up. You pander to them, you thank them. I mean, really, people, I thought you were a little bit smarter than that. I mean, it's just so easy wow. to say the name of the city. You cheer. Hey, oh, Stephanie, Stephanie, you. You just cheer. I just, mean, just come on. Welcome to the A Show. going on everybody and welcome back to the a show episode 132 of the quarantine era of this show and of life i am justin here with meals we are hanging in there we're trying our best to get through this but we're back on the show meals how you holding up bud don't ask me how i'm fucking doing <laughs> i didn't say what's up i didn't say what's happening no. right? that's it that's, that's it how you I feel like it's a similar thing. Um, I'm okay. I've been better. Um, that's all I can say for now. I've been better. I don't know. I kind of want to take a walk and sit in a restaurant. I want to sit anywhere else but my house right now and just do work. I just really, not even, except actual work. I don't actually want to go back to my job and do work. But I actually do want to just, you know, gosh, open a library or something. Oh, my God. But you know what? There are some states that are opening back right now. Or beginning open back, terrible idea. One hundred percent terrible idea. Um, they haven't actually. God, am I going to go into the news thing right now? So the general consensus is, if you have been on a pretty much declining slope for fourteen days, then you can begin kind of this phase one of reopening, at least yeah. in New York City. Yeah. Um, cities have just said, "Nah, we're good. I think we've tapered out, really." Like, meh. Um, I think we can start kicking off some stuff, you know, open up a barbershop, open up a nail salon, whatever. And, you know, Godspeed to all these all these listeners that are in those states or in, in those places that are pretty much forcing people to get back to work and forcing people to get outside and all this other stuff like that just to put economy over actual the well-being of your people. So, that's all I got to say. That's all my, I guess, my political minute uh, that I'll leave for the A-show. Shout out to Eric Abris. Um, I'm yeah. doing well as well. He's doing um, great. He's doing fine. Just talk to him today. Uh, okay. As far as, let's, let's just, you know, you're you're doing that. I'm I'm still in Animal Crossing. Okay. Sure. Yes. I'm gonna, this, um, this is a shout out to John and the whole crew. Just so that we get it on the show. Meals to Animal Crossing. Where do we stand here, Meals? You say I'm you don't want you say you want to go outside. Listen, listen you, say, you say you don't want to, you say you want to go outside, you're outside the whole time, Animal Crossing. I want to see what a meals island looks like. Can we get that I'm, going? I'm probably not gonna do it because I generally all right. So here's my thing. The the thought of the conversation surrounding Animal Crossing is like, oh, what's that? Oh, okay. But I think it kind of ends there. Um I have no interest in Animal Crossing, to be honest with you. And that's no shot at people playing Animal Crossing. It's just I'm not personally interested in playing Animal Crossing. I've come to that realization. I sat with it. I was like, huh, do I really want to play? But there's nothing really driving. There's nothing that's, like, anticipating me in it. Maybe it's because I'm not, like, a natural gamer at heart. Like, I don't play video games that often. Um, 
but there's nothing like driving me to get like, yo, let me get in this Animal Crossing thing. Let me see what this world's about. Let me design my island. Yeah. I nah. I, I barely wanted to design my cause and um <laughs> and wrestling games. <laughs> like I felt like it was such a time concern. And you remember how long it like if you would a really, really good one, it take long. But I used to like Sometimes when I didn't want to take long or if I want to make multiple people, I'd like put the randomizer on and then just start taking shit off. So <laughs> like, I don't know. I have no interest in Animal Crossing, but you know what? Every week is a different week. Maybe something will pique my interest. I listen, doubt it. Man, listen, um, I don't want to hear all that. We're not trying to hear all that. It has well, workout equipment. It has workout equipment in the game. I work out at home. I've been working out at home. Actually, shout out to MJ who put me on, fellow um, worker outer of the A show on RNC Radio Network, um, fellow strong man, quite possibly stronger than me. Um, still not <laughs> confirmed, but likely. Um, but yeah, I mean, fellow strong man, he put me on to some workouts. If you're interested, ah, damn, I guess this is not an ad. But, no, um, I mean, it should be. Shout, I mean, out to all the, shout out to all the companies we put in ads for right before Corona hit hard, and then they all they all ghosted us. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, pretty much Peloton has 90 days free. MJ put me on that, and I've been doing workouts every morning um, via some white dude named Andy. And he's just been guiding me through this entire coronavirus, and quite honestly, it's probably the most invigorating part of my day the the endorphins come in the endorphins come out and then i have to go back and start doing actual work but that's my animal crossing that's my damn you made me have a lame intro bro like i hate no, you what do you mean <laughs> i'm just saying listen i'm you trying me... anyone that listens to this show and is addicted to animal crossing like you i made am. me pick animal cross you made me pick working out over video games yeah you're gonna and you're gonna die on the animal crossing hill and you're gonna get so many people in mention saying they want i'm to not gonna die on no damn hill all right all right sure whatever i'm just saying i tried uh one more thing i want to get to before we uh get into the show proper uh, shout out to at STK underscore 64. He left a question for us uh, yesterday, and this is the tweet. I just want to answer it and get it out the way just so that, you know, because I said we were going to talk about it. And, and I really have. It's been on the top of my mind since yesterday. He has a question for us, Mills. Sure. Uh, and he I, say, I saw it. Let's go. And he says, if John Cena returns again to get title number 17, who should it be against? There's There are a couple of choices here. He has Edge, Seth Rollins. Roman Reigns, AJ Styles, and E other. That's, that's an interesting because here's my thing. I don't think him and Edge would run it back, right? I don't think they would run it back because they can't go like they, they used to. They used to have some pretty like pretty raw matches. Like that TLC match is crazy. Yeah, I don't think I want to see Edge versus John Cena again, to be honest with you. I think yeah. they've exhausted that like even the late latter stages of when it happened like 2009 2010 i think i think i was already exhausted of what they can do together they work well together it's just i don't want to see it anymore so i'm probably going to cross edge off the list in terms oh, of if you went go ahead i'll cross edge off too yeah i think if you were going for number 17 i think to be honest with you it would have to be quite a formidable foe um quite a journey you have to get back mm-hmm. in standard John Cena overcoming the odds type of uh, value when we're getting this. And I don't, to be honest with you, I'm going to go with Seth Rollins. I don't say, think Seth Rollins is the guy. Quite honestly, you can c- overcome his odds quite easily. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
So I don't know if it'd be Seth Rollins, even though they have bangers matches. I think it should be hmm, 17. What would make it special? God. Well, what do you think? Uh, Styles is definitely an option, but it would have been a good option if he hadn't tied the record by beating Styles. Yeah, by beating Styles. So, yeah, that's another one that's off my list, too. Um, damn. That's a good question, but I don't have a really good answer right now, to be honest with you. like I think, I, think I mean, Roman... Roman think, would be nice. Roman no, would be nice. They, they beat Roman so much. Like, I feel like, I, yeah. I, I, I honestly feel like, I know a lot of people complain about Roman Reigns and all this stuff. I'm like, yo, if, there's never been a top guy that has lost so much. He was on a losing streak to Baron Corbin last year. Like, that would have never happened if it was Cena or Punk or anybody else. Yeah. I could see it. You know what? The thing is, I was going to say Brock, but so, Brock has done the job so many times over the last number of years that it doesn't even seem special anymore. You hit him with like six F attitude adjustments and you know it's kind of like out of here. Um, gosh, who could it be? Is WWE have no one that would make me fully invested in a 17th John Cena title reign? I guess it would have to be. Think of the way to get there, though. Okay, so my my uh, my my choice. It would might be, be Charlotte, to be honest with you. <laughs> my my choice would be my choice would be or and and hear me out here. It'd be Taker, right? But think about how you would Taker. have to get there to get Taker, and yeah. how many people would be pissed off that you let Taker not only beat the champion, whoever it is, yeah, beat other people on the way there. Just to wait for yeah, Cena to, to be there, and then Cena get his win back it's on, on Taker at Mania or something. You've already kind of devalued the Taker loss win thing by having Roman beat him decisively mm-hmm. at a Mania before. And I yeah. mean, he has a little bit more good goodwill because of the Boneyard match. But it's like having Cena Taker really, or having Cena be Taker really doesn't do much. But I think that's the only person. I think that's the only one. Yeah. Yeah, it's the only person that makes sense. Like Cena has a losing record against Brock. I don't think they need to go back to that. I think that I mean, other nah. than promo, other than Cena and Heyman going off promo wise, there isn't much there for me. I think Undertaker is the last you know bastion of that. But it's like okay, he beats the record, and then he has to drop it to someone that's lesser than Taker. It just doesn't. It, it wouldn't. It wouldn't be powerful enough for me. Like it either be you know I don't want him to beat Drew, you know I don't want him to beat any of the new guys for 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 the title. Right. Maybe it's a Royal Rumble. Maybe it's something of that line where he wins it. He enters, I don't want to say enter number one, but he enters pretty early and, you know, see if he can still hang and he wins it in the Rumble or something. And then he drops it at Mania or something. Maybe it's something like that. I would either, it would have to either be Roman or Undertaker. There's no other people on this roster that would make me believe. I don't want to see Triple H. I don't want to see. I don't want to see any of the new kids. Don't Alistair Black me. Don't uh, AJ Styles again. Like you said, if it wasn't for the sixteenth one, um, it would be you know a little bit better. Uh, yeah, this is a hard Roman or Taker. It's a hard question. I'll say Taker. Yeah. Uh, do you think? I, do well? Do you think that John Cena will ever get a seventeenth run? Um, as it stands right now, I think it depends on him. It's really up to him. Uh, it's not does like he, he wants to do much, to be honest does, with you. Does he want to face this musty ass roster right now? I don't think he does, <laughs> but yeah, probably not. But I mean, like, you know, the I mean, we're gonna talk about in the shows too. Like, the roster is like thin, it is literally all hands on deck, literally on all of these shows. And it's like, yeah. they're 45 50 percent, you know, 
uh, accuracy rate. I, I really do think that like in the next couple of weeks, they might start calling NXT people up just to have matches because it's 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 that dire. And it's like oh, they need damn. something they've, new. They've called Denzel up about eight million times to get kicked in the face. To be honest <laughs> with you, I've seen Denzel more than I've seen Kevin Owens on this damn roster. And, and to Hootie Miles, <laughs> yeah. Come on, to Hootie. I don't know, but yeah, I, I, I just wanted to get to, to his question. Uh, so shout out to uh, at STK underscore 64. I hope that we answered that uh, in, in a uh, appropriate and, and meaningful and, uh, you know, in, in a way that you would you would like. So thank you for asking us that question. Just wanted to make sure we got to you. Um, This has been a, re- a really weird week for wrestling news. I, th- I think we yeah. don't even need to bury the lead here. Uh at all uh, last friday i woke up to some pretty startling um pretty startling news i think we all did uh yeah, on the cons- timeline concerning the velveteen dream um and his online antics that happened last week uh it came out from a couple of accounts uh in a reddit thread that he had been sending lewd pictures to underage uh underage boys and um, he was, you know, basically courting them and, and grooming them and, and, you know, all types of stuff. I didn't read the messages in full. Like, that type of stuff just doesn't move me. I, I would rather not see it. I do, you know, they have his phone numbers. They have DMs. The the typing, the way that it's typed out looks like him. All of that stuff. It, it just doesn't look good for him. Uh, just before we get to our actual discussion about it, uh, he has made a statement saying that he did he didn't do it, and they're they're holding a, a, an investigation about it. Nothing has been said since Friday. It's still up in the air. I guess we'll see on Wednesday where they leave off at it. This guy is pretty much earmarked to go against Adam Cole in the near future. So, Mills, what are your thoughts about all of this? Whew. Gosh darn it. Um, that was kind of my thoughts, right? Like my thoughts were like we believe in you. Ill. Ew. Yeah, that was mostly it. I kind of just, I think this timeline really summed it up. So I didn't really say much words on it actually on Twitter because I just felt like the timeline kind of summed it up. But the whole we believed in you kind of comes to mind because he was a talented kid. I mean, he holds still one of my favorite takeover matches versus Tommaso Ciampa. And I think he's just an incredible dynamic character. Um, but that doesn't the the line between and and as much as people like to say oh you got to separate their personal from their things like these are just some sort of situations that you cannot ignore it affects you as you watch them it affects you this is kind of it's terrible in my opinion it's terrible for pretty much everyone that he's kind of been involved with and i he, he to this day i mean I think he released a statement saying that he denied it and they're going to do an internal investigation. Yeah. And, um, and this is the, the way that that works and it's not hard to believe or, you know, it's, it's just something that, that happens here. It's like, I work within, or I've worked within a lot of marketing branches and a lot of marketing agencies uh, and a lot of big companies, as you already know, but like the way that this works, when you do an Instagram, anything with Instagram, these companies have a direct line with the company. So mm-hmm. they can directly call their rep. Instagram has reps for all of these, you know, entertainment companies, social, whatever. And they can find your login information and, and, and you know, all that stuff. And they can look at your messages and all that stuff because they're the ones who verify all of the people that they that they sign. That's what that's how all of the wrestlers get verified checks. Right. This investigation should be, to me, pretty open and shut no more than 48 to 72 hours. And we'll find out what's going on. I, I'm not really surprised that nothing's come out yet. 
because I feel as though if nothing's come out yet uh, within the next week, then it's something was a foul and there was definitely a hack or something going on. But if something is said within the next couple of days, within the, again, within the next week, something is definitely wrong and they have to move forward and, and let this guy go. Now I'm not on, on either end. I'm, I'm more on the end of like, this is really disgusting and whether it was true or not, the fact that he said like these pictures got out to someone else, something's up with that, you know, because yeah. these, these people take classes at the PC about, this sort of thing right here. How many people at the PC and the NXT alone have had social media stuff happen just just out oh, of yeah. nowhere? Like it, it's it, it used to be rampant 2015 through 2006, 17 maybe. It's like, yo, did anyone even bother to <laughs> like the feds not didn't did a sweep or anything? Like clear your account. I think we've had multiple instances where people and you know what? It's a I think in those sort of situations, I I've I've very twisted on it because i think ultimately yes you're exposing these dark evil things but then another part of me is like it's coming from a weird vindictive kind of place usually from wrestling fans who choose to because their person isn't being highlighted or they don't like some person they go through their tweets and you know this is i mean this has happened to you too and this has happened to so many other people where people decide i'm gonna go back in their tweets and find the most salacious you know thing tweet or, or anything of the rather um so i always felt a type of way about this but this i mean you can't even i mean uh-huh. they've got they've got a voice note they've got the voice messages. note is damning the voice note is really damning to me yeah that's so and, weird i don't do voice notes at all <laughs> and even more sickening is like people literally trying to say well there's no way he could do this there's no like like you know you're innocent you're guilty to proven innocent all this other stuff I'm like bro I don't give a I don't give a shit if it's about like kids and shit like that like you gotta you gotta flex a certain amount of like benefit of the doubt and I just don't pl- I don't play with that at all I don't play with that type of thing at all like I know there's been no charges I know that's like the next step here is charges being filed and yeah. that's something else we should be looking out for if these people aren't aren't, aren't pressing charges. Which they should be if they do feel, you know, what I'm saying if they do feel as though this was this was something wrong. They sh- they should be pressing charges mm-hmm. on here. Um, that would be definitely an escalation of this. But I I, I don't know, Mills. Like, do you expect an escalation? You know, internally within the WWE. Like, I think there's going to be a lot of heat on him if they do proceed with this title thing. And I I, I think they should probably change course and and just go ahead and do Finn and Cole again because I I just don't want to see. I don't think it's going to be a good idea to see Velveteen on TV in a top spot. With these accusations yeah. right now, yeah, no, nah, it's it's way too, and it's it's probably unless he's actually unless they find out that it was actual lying, this is probably going to be something that marks his career for the rest of time. So I think he should take this as seriously as possible. I think he should do all the investigations he needs to clear himself. He feels like he has not been in this sort of. He felt like he's being doing done wrong in this situation, but damn, if this situation is not ugly and nasty and disgusting and turns people off completely from the velveteen dream um yeah it's, it's trash it's it's really trash and um again like we we had high hopes and i think that's what also fuels um a lot of people's defense of them in a, in a weird twisted way because we we do like him we did believe in him but i mean i'm I, velveteen ain't had a fire match to me in about a year and a half so like hey, there I mean, ain't he's much. been out he's been out for some time i, I felt Six like months. yeah but i felt like you know we were on the way there, but then again, everything kind of like NXT 
is such a different level. There's so much different. It's such a different speed where everyone's running at a similar speed that everything kind of blurs together. But yeah, I mean, and that, but that's why we loved him because he was he was a different speed than everyone. And I think that's why everyone was like, okay, he's not the indie guy that's going to do a bunch of flips in his matches. He's the guy that's going to give you a good story. And he's I, a, to be honest, he's the mark in the ring because I know everything to me in terms of what he does screams that I am a super wrestling fan and I am an internet mark just like you guys, but I kind of play, I'm a wrestler on TV. So I'm going to make sure that I garner, he knows how to pull the best reaction out of the internet fan base because he knows what pretty much the internet fan base was. He is 100% a mark just like us. So I always, that's how I've always seen sort of his antics that he's done, whether it comes from Hulk Hogan and the NWO, whether it's the Please Hire Me Vince on his tights, whether it's been Roddy's daughter on his tights and things like that, just to kind of pop the internet. And it got a little dark. Yeah. Yeah. Lie, it got a little dark this year. I, I yeah. wasn't a, I wasn't a huge fan of the, the wife stuff. Went a bit far. Yeah, I think it's a tad bit over the line, especially when you're not a heel. Um, yes. <laughs> yeah, especially yeah. So now it just seems like you're an asshole. So who knows? Who knows, man? This is we'll. I guess we'll have to keep up to date on this sort of thing. I'll be interested if we see uh, Velveteen on NXT this week. Um, you think just, we will? Yes. I no, mean, maybe just just shitty all around. I think they've had a week to rewrite whatever they have planned. Because remember, they were supposed to tape. Uh, last weekend, mm-hmm. I think, or, or they're supposed to take today, actually, or, or tomorrow, two episodes. So they have enough time to rewrite this story and make it right. I mean, if, if it's down to Finn and Cole, that's going to be a great match. I thought their first match on TV was really good too. Um, mm-hmm. I, put put the strap on on Finn. I think it's I think it's time for Cole to drop it anyway. I know we're we're, we're delving into the war report right now, but I think it's time for for them to to let the undisputed era go. Uh, and just give the title to somebody else. He's on, he's had it for almost a year. Meals like it's, yeah. it's time. <laughs> yeah, I think it's been over a year. To be honest with you. Oh yeah, um, I think has it. I thought it was two hundred yeah. days. You, I think he's uh didn't he win it? No, no, no. Gargano won it in New York. Oh, he's approaching a year. He's one hundred percent approaching a year. Yeah, it'll I'm be bugging. June. Is it June? He's at uh. It be. Yeah, it's probably June. Yeah. Adam Cole. He's had a very long time. 331 plus days. Yeah, so he's approaching. By next month, he will certainly eclipse that. And he's already the longest reigning NXT champion of all time. And by next month, he will eclipse a year. Not a fan of all these long-ass title reigns. Um, I'm a fan of a long title reign. I'm I'm not a fan when everyone has a long title reign. But (laughs) we will see how that kind of goes. NXT's Um, known for it, though. Yeah, one hundred percent, sir. Can I interest you? I've just been looking up a few um, little tidbits, little news articles as a uh, car is honking behind me um, on the dailysmart.com, um, and I was wondering if I could interest you in a few reports that I've kind of seen. Maybe we can talk about it quickly. Maybe we could talk about a long form. We'll yeah, see how it goes. Do, do, quick hits. Do you mind? Do you mind if I? Good. Um, well, the first and I probably the biggest news out of all of this is that former UFC fighter Kane Velasquez <laughs> let go grand opening grand closing. Um, the Wrestling Observer first reported the news and it's been confirmed since then that Velasquez was laid off in terms of the big sort of layoff last week Wednesday, he made his first appearance 
on the initial Friday Night SmackDown on Fox, the biggest SmackDown that has been in probably since the 1990s. Um, he made his major debut as the show was closing, and he had an actual match at Crown Jewel, and he was never seen again. Yeah, they it, it was snake bit from the beginning. I can remember uh, that week in particular, that day even, uh, of, of things going on with Cain Velasquez. Um, he debuted, and he looked terribly out of shape. He had a huge-ass knee brace on, and I was like, there's something going on here. Um, he looked... I, I wasn't excited at all, to well, be you honest know, with you. You know why you weren't excited? Because they did that after they beat Kofi in five seconds. And I think that was yeah. just a, ter- a terrible way to debut him. Yeah, no, it, it's a terrible way because quite honestly, the conversation was more about Kofi getting beat in six seconds than actual Kane Velasquez debuting. Or at least it wasn't the sort of, I think, the news that WWE wanted to you know, sort of push out. And they had this whole press conference. You were there. They had a whole yeah. press conference about this. Yeah. The press conference <laughs> in Vegas was, I mean, if you thought 2K20 was bad, the press conference <laughs> was even worse. And it was just very, they just couldn't get him over and, and Ray couldn't help. He was injured already. That was reported literally moments after he signed is that he had to get knee, uh, knee surgery. And mm-hmm. then, you know, quite literally four weeks later, I think a month later at Crown Jewel, he lost in two minutes and we never saw him again um, because he was rehabbing and then they let him go. And I, I just think that it, it is crazy that like they thought that this was going to be, you know, a, a big signing for them. And, and this is based off of his his showings in, in AAA and and how he yeah. uh, he performed there and and I thought there he was even kind of like uh, is this what the, uh, Hurricane Ron is what they signed him off of yeah and, and a... it was it was weird and I don't think that like I honestly thought that when they had Brock beat him in that in that amount of time I was like there's no way they're running this match back there's no reason to no I mean I don't see what was the long term plan with him anyway I think the the major plan always with him has been Brock because of the history that they had one another. But, I mean, I guess you could do Cain Velasquez versus Braun or Cain Velasquez versus Drew McIntyre or something along those lines, but no one's really going to want to see that. Like, the man can barely wrestle, and we're putting him on live television in these major main events. What are we really doing here? I think we're pushing really off the name. They wanted to make a big moment on Fox. I think they wanted to get that Fox-UFC crossover type of deal. And unfortunately, it didn't work out. And now, you know, Kofi Kingston's six-second loss looks like a big six-second failure, to be honest with you. Uh, it looks more funny in the light if I want to put it in my make-and-make-sense category, all right, which all I will. All right, all right. Which I will. Well, which right. I will. Yeah, it's still, it's still uh, the right move. But um, th- just think of how – well, I mean, you mentioned Kofi. Think of how many people's trajectory that changed because he debuted, because they spent that month on Brock instead of, you know, it affected Kofi. In a lot of ways, it affected Bray. In a lot of ways, it affected just the whole title scene on SmackDown for a very long time. And then it just ended up with Brock going to Raw anyway. <laughs> you know, sometimes things work out. Sometimes things... I'm not caping for WWE in this aspect. I think they made a terrible decision in hiring him and even trying to get anything out of him. But... This this one they're just gonna have to chalk up to an L. It, it's gonna be one of those L's, like original Senkara L, like one of those type of things, you know, where it just didn't work out. Um, are you are you interested in another bit of news, my friend? Yeah, let's go. Um, so boom on the Jerry Lawler show. Um, 
Jerry Lawler addressed the elephant in the room about the Raymond Noodles comment that he made about Akira Tozawa on Raw a couple of weeks ago. Um, it's good to note that Samoa Joe has now replaced <laughs> Jerry Lawler on commentary, um, hopefully for the foreseeable future, for probably the best interest of our commentary and maybe the best interest for Samoa Joe as well. I don't know. Um, Joe can't go, you- man. <laughs> Is this a worst case scenario for him? He can't go. We know this. Uh, you, 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 you going for it? It sucks, but it is. It's it sucks, but it is what it I is. I don't like, want to see. He can be. I, he, I he can be the person me. who, if people get a little bit too fresh behind a commentator table, maybe he could stand up and give people a show. You know what I'm saying? Like every time when someone would like beat up Michael Cole, and Taz would kind of like get up and take off his headset and start like bringing up you know unruffling his you know collar and then he would get his ass kicked or something along those lines but maybe it's one of those maybe Samoa Joe is better on it's at least for right now at this point commentary they need a they need a heavy so to speak on on commentary they need a heavy a bodyguard uh, 100% (laughs) because Byron ain't cutting it um so Jerry Lawler gave an in-depth origin about how he came up with the name and idea. How, uh, on a scale from one to ten, how bad do you think this is going to be? <laughs> Terrible. What the fuck? <laughs> um, so this is a long explanation. So hear me out, and then we can come in afterwards. Okay. Um, he says, "I said the word Raymond noodles on Raw, and the next thing you know, the internet blows up, and I'm a big racist. So let me go back and explain what I was doing." Being racist was the furthest thing from my mind. Mm -hmm. It all boils down to back in, I think, 2016. There was a time when I was doing commentary with Moro Ronaldo, right? (laughs) (laughs) It was new to me when they put the two of us together. I'd never worked with Moro before. He's a ton of fun to work with. He's got such energy. He's done all the commentary for boxing and did did Japan wrestling stuff. He's such a brain and has all these knowledge for wrestling stuff and moves. Here's where it gets bad. Um, That is what happened to me in 2016. I was sitting there and we were calling a match. Of course, Moro calls out of the blue. A guy does a move. I've been in this business for 50 years and I didn't know these crazy moves, right? This guy does a move and Moro says, there's the orange crush tiger bomb, blah, 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 senton. I'm thinking in my mind, somebody's just making up these crazy names, right? Because like I said, I've been around forever and I've never heard them being called that. I sat down back in 2016 and I wrote down some, I just made up some names of what I thought would be funny to say back tomorrow. When he called one of those moves a real thing that was supposed to be over in Japan, then I'd be like, oh, there's the Raymond Noodle Moonsault. And then Moro would say, oh, King, there's no such thing, blah, blah, blah. And then we would just go on. I was doing it to play devil's advocate with Moro. I'd say, oh my gosh, there's the Raymond Noodle Moonsault. How how are you more racist in your explanation than like I feel as though if he just shut up, we would have forgot about it. Him doubling um, down the racism and saying I the wasn't racist of it all. Yeah, like, I wasn't they were just making up crazy moves for names. So I thought I was gonna make up some crazy Japanese moves for names. Orange crush, Pyro, tiger bomb, what's that? Nah, I got the Raymond Noodle Moonsault. Top that. Also, if you're trying to go bar for bar with Moro Ronaldo, just stop. Like yeah, <laughs> he's already bad. Oh my god! He, I mean, yes, yes. I mean, shout out to Tom and Byron for holding down NXT for the last couple of weeks. Um, 
I'm sure we'll see Morrow back eventually, but at least not at this point right now. But yeah, it's a this he doubled down on the racism. Like he's doubled down on the ignorance. I can't stand Jerry Lawler right now. Um, shout to Samoa Joe. Um, next little bit of news. These are gonna go by a lot quicker. Um, according to you know what? I'm not gonna say that because I actually don't like this account and <laughs> I don't trust him. So boom. Um according to AEW's John Moxley. Oh his, God. His appearance on WWE backstage may have caused some problems for his wife Renee Young. Um he says, uh, before signing, do you know? I think it's a let's see. He said it during an interview with PW Insiders, Mike Johnson. Mike was um he was asked about his cameo and if Young got heat for it, Moxley simply answered yes and would not go any further in detail on the record. Um what, yeah. Why why would you do that? Yeah, why would you <laughs> even show That's up what, anyway? <laughs> yeah, that that would be my if you know that this is a job and she takes it very seriously and this is something that she's doing and you're WWE and you're not WWE and you know that the headline is going to shift from um Moxley shift from WWE backstage and Moxley and actually take a lot of the attention off of your wife doing an amazing job on her show, which she does an amazing job on her show. Um, why would I, you do it? I thought it was a cute cameo. I thought it I thought cool. it was cute. I thought it was playful. I didn't think it would lead to actually anything. I thought yeah. it was a cute, playful thing. Apparently, she did get heat for it. That sucks. Um, but also, you should blame yourself. <laughs> I don't know what to say. Um, yeah, you know that. You know we 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 at war. They're at war. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. We at war. Don't do that. Don't do that. It was fun. It was cute. They're gonna call. Do they're gonna call us bootlickers for that. But I think that like yeah. anyone that has a job and you like if if I worked at Apple, my wife worked at Spotify, right? And and I showed up in my wife's thing and I just say, hey y'all, I'm from hey, y'all. Apple. What's up? Like uh, uh buttons, but y'all is still doing that. Y'all still live, doing that. Damn, live on TV, by the way. You know, it's like it's it's. Come on, you know, it's just. I mean, he could have saved that, but but again, it's like I'm getting so tired of like we're going on a year of, of Moxley anti WWE stuff. I want to I want to hear about his matches in New Japan. I want to hear about how that makes him feel. I want to hear about how he set up the matches with like. You know, during the G one, I want to hear this day by day stuff like that. I would love to hear more about that than mm-hmm. if he's if he's happy now and does he feel like he's a wrestler again? It's like, yeah, I mean, whatever. Obviously, he's happy. Like, come on. Have you seen his movie Cage Fighter? No, I have not. All right, I'm, I'm gonna check it well, out. Oh, okay. Oh, I thought you were recommending it or something. I'm gonna check it out. Check it out. I got I got time. Um, one more tiny bit of news. We got a recent release. Um. The virtuoso Diana Perrazzo has been, you know, making the rounds quite a bit. Uh. Um, <laughs> making the rounds, talking about her experience in NXT, talking about a whole bunch of other things. She talks about uh, her experience um, with being called up on Raw and not debuting and, and just in general feeling like in terms of how she was handled. And she actually said that she wanted her release um, while she was given it. Uh, But she said that she wanted her release after quite some time due to just general unhappiness and realizing that it's been 18 months and she hadn't really done anything. She said that she had more matches being an enhancement talent 
not signed to the WWE, then being signed to the WWE. And she felt like she was signed purely so she would not compete at All Out. Um, your thoughts on Deanna Perrazzo? Uh, I, I never saw the big, the big deal with her. To be honest with you, I always I in you know even in the matches that I had seen of, of her on on the indies, I, I had always thought that Dakota Kai was incredibly talented and, and had way more to 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 show, um and a, and a lot of the the women that they picked out of the indies to me were like okay they got her, yeah let's go mm-hmm. like Yana. I don't think the virtuosa gimmick was cool at all. <laughs> like, I thought the virtuosa yeah, no. gimmick was. Kind I don't of know bad. what it is. Yeah, yeah well, like, I don't know what it is. It sounds like a sounds like. A, a spray or something. I don't and know. I, and I, I thought the VXT thing. There, I mean, obviously, the 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 third woman. She talked about that too. She talked about um, they initially Triple H told them that they would be debuting as a team on NXT, and then they debuted kind of um, they debuted Chelsea without her, and she kind of flipped out about it. Yeah. Well. <laughs> <laughs> well. <laughs> I mean, well, there you go. Chelsea might, I mean, Chelsea, I mean, Chelsea politics might be up. I don't know. Like, she might I, be. That's what I'm, I mean, you said it. I, I think <laughs> Chelsea politics, politics might be up. Because I think there's another side of the story. You out there sitting with your homegirl and she might be, you know what? Let's yeah, like your homegirl's supposed to bring you on. <laughs> she ain't brought yeah. you on. She I mean, out here chilling with Rob Stone. She changed the gimmick up real quick. Rob Stone <laughs> Hey, she, she changed. She changed the tights up real quick. She changed the trunks up. She changed the gear up real quick. She changed the whole gimmick up real quick. She was like, "Oh, we not doing VXT no more. Oh, we doing Rob Stone. Oh, let me get some, you know, let me make some cups or something. Let me, you know, make some trunks or something." She she changed it up real quick. So I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I mean it, it sucks. Like the the VXT, you know, it didn't debut. It, it could have been a cool three three woman gimmick. I think women need more team. Women need more teams yes, on the absolutely. roster, obviously. So it could have definitely been a cool gimmick. But I also think that they probably was looking to say, okay, Chelsea, you come here. I don't know what the fuck a virtuoso is. You got this weird ass <laughs> Sindel from Mortal Kombat role boying. I think that like her stuff with Oscar was cool, but like I don't I don't know if this is a just give it like they never gave her a chance. Just give her a chance. I'm like if she won't really like picking up picking it up on the crowd, and I, I didn't really feel as though people was was popping for her like that. I, I just never saw it. I just never saw it with Deanna Perrazzo, and I still didn't like. People were like, "This is just such a great injustice" from like certain accounts, and I was like, "Yeah, but like me and Yim fire, all these other women are more fire than her." <laughs> like, I don't know. Yeah, why. yeah. I, I don't know much. why why we got to look at her over them. Like she'd be jobbing. She yeah, jobbing she'd be jobbing. jobbing. Same thing. With- we got a. We also got a comment from Tanara Conti as well, and she kind of did it. She had a weird YouTube video. I was like, "Why is there music under this? Like, it's so <laughs> weird." Um, but she pretty much talked about her experience as well. Even though she had been WWE for quite some time, she had not wrestled. She didn't feel like she was improving. She pitched all these things. Nothing was going on, so she kind of wanted to leave anyway. She talked about because I think it was earlier this year or late last year that it she tried to get was kind of just revealed. Yeah, that she was like she was out of here or something along those lines. She stayed, but then she was still surprised when they let her go. Yeah. Um, Whatever. But, you know, it's just the general consensus. I think I'm still under the thing. WWE had too many of them. At some point, they had to go. Um, It's shitty that it had to be during this. 
yeah, it's shitty that it had to be during this, but I still am under the sort of thing that WWE had too much talent and a lot of them needed to go and they were hoarding the talent so they wouldn't go to AEW, which I guess is whatever business practice. You're getting paid a bag not to go somewhere else. <laughs> You're getting paid a bag to not go to somewhere else where you would probably be getting paid a smaller bag, but a bag no less. Yeah. Like you're getting paid more to not go to a company where you would be paid less. I wouldn't really blink at it either, but you know, some people, some people are a little bit, you know, I, they, they want to make a career for themselves. I'm not dying on the, on the hill of for miss Latinas do it better. And her on yeah. the on her Instagram saying, Poppy. <laughs> her gimmick sucked too, bro. Like, listen, mad women. it's mad women on there that I that I would like really down the hill for and I really ride for that need to be getting more. Like Zia Lee, I thought had a lot of a lot of promise, a lot of talent, and they're really finally showing that like a lot of women on, on that roster need to need to get a, a, a push up and not everyone can do it. And if you felt as though Deanna Perazzo should have just cut through everybody and just went right to Shanna Baszler. I'm sorry, you know that uh, that's not how I work in NXT. Like, I think the NXT needs more focus. Yes, I think it needs a, a, a mm-hmm. better a better storytelling path, and I think these two women are, are are proof of that. And but will I say like this is a great injustice? No, let them let them go and be great somewhere else. Like let yeah, let them go and be great somewhere else. Let Deonna Perazzo go to AEW. They need someone, I guess, like her. If that's what. <laughs> Please show wow, me. you had to put the I guess. Please show me what she can do, bro. No, I want to see her prove me wrong, bro. Like, please show me so I can be like, damn, they really, they really missed the ball here. I'm not saying that about Bro- Brody Lee right now. No. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not saying that about Sean Spears right now. Some of these people that got let go, they, 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 they should go. They, they need yeah. to go, and they need to get the bag at another company that will you know, exemplify their talents. And this isn't because I don't like them, but it's like, yes, they're hoarding these people and they need to let them go. And yeah, if that's the case, then uh, let them go be great. Yeah. We should get to the actual shows this week, which I think we've been avoiding having to talk about, but (laughs) we should probably talk about them. It is a week of, it was a week of two of probably the most creatively. Listen, it, it is, it, this quarantine pandemic plus, uh, post-mania slump, which we get every year, is mm-hmm. t- this is ten times worse this year because we don't even have a crowd, and we we have less. We like you're starting to notice that you know you're starting to see the same people every week. Yeah, and it's it's it, it's. It, I think right? it's also compounded. No, I think it's compounded by the fact of the taping of the shows. Right, so now you're taping two shows on the same night, so roughly. You can't use everyone week after week. Like, you're not going to be able to use Sasha. I mean, you could if you wanted to, maybe a tag match and singles match. But you're not going to want to feature the same people over the course of four hours. You're going to burn them out in terms of taping these shows. So now you kind of have these rosters, and now they're even kind of more split up. So you get... Sheamus is going to be wrestling one week and he's not going to be wrestling the next and maybe Jeff Hardy will be wrestling one week. So you're kind of like cycling out of the, you're kind of cycling these talent. So now including the small amount of talent that you do have, now you're seeing them less because now they're going to be featured on shows and you may not see them every week, which is crazy. I mean, it's a, this was a bad set. Their first set of tape shows to me, uh, oof, they're going to have to work the kinks out of this, man. Yeah, I, I think that, and again, they have to work the kinks out. And 
did we mention that the WWE's first quarter report from last week and then Vince's? Oh, yeah. uh, Vince's... No, we didn't mention it, but apparently it was <laughs> <laughs> not. It, it, it was... was people were expecting the worst, and they got the complete opposite of that. <laughs> It's like what we made the bag. How did we do that, Vince <laughs> McMahon? Vince McMahon gif. How did we do that? Oh, oh my god! god. What what a you weird... mean? We had one of the biggest Royal Rumbles in history. What? How we do that? Uh, you mean <laughs> another Saudi show in the first quarter of the year? Damn! How we do that? That's crazy. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, oh, he said man. it. He said it during that call that they're they're trying new things and they have to get new people over. I get that. <laughs> I understand that. But and I, I'll I'll put this on Raw more than SmackDown here. But like, because SmackDown to me, I'd say all of their top guys are there, right? Other than Roman, pretty much all their top guys and women are there. the The distance between Roman and the next top guy is a far drop, my friend. <laughs> like, like Roman and Bray, they don't have. They don't. Ha- they don't have to. I mean, Braun is the champion, but they don't have top guys. Yeah. They don't have top guys. Daniel Bryan is now has willingly accepted a mid-card spot because he wants to wrestle Drew Gulak for the rest of his life. And you know what? Fair. <laughs> he doesn't have that much time left on his contract. He just wants to do fun stuff now. Yep. Um, but we... Where do we go from here? SmackDown... SmackDown needs a major boost in some sort of way. They, they need, need a, a call up. We might need a shake up. We might need a shake up. We yes. might need a just call the audible. Call a shake they, up. They need a call up. I said this earlier in the show. I would not be surprised. Um I I would not be surprised if they started not calling NXT people up, but having them do one-offs on the on the show because it just doesn't make sense that these people have to keep going. Like after money in the bank, where do we go next? With yeah. Braun. With 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 Sami Zayn, with all these people that are holding titles or have storylines, like to me, honestly, the women have the best. The women are being utilized on SmackDown way better than they ever have, and I think it's because there's so many moving parts and so many people that they can have storylines with. There's more than there's a storyline between the women on on SmackDown that has nothing to do with the title. Isn't that great? Yeah, yeah, that's amazing. I feel like they're the ones who decided to show up to work, and everyone else was like, eh, man. Yeah, <laughs> and, and it's chill. crazy, and and I and I think that it, it's. You know, I mean, looking at SmackDown, you, you, it's it's not a bad show. It's just there. I mean, you had uh, Corbin versus Gulak, which Gulak worked his ass off to make work, and he and he definitely made this nine minute match with Corbin work. Uh, I, I thought Lacey and Sasha was okay. Um, I did not like that tag match, the the, the tag title nah, match. But I never thought I would like that tag match. So the nothing of this came as surprise to me. I never thought I would like it. I saw. All four parties involved, and I decided everyone had their work cut out for them. And I know it's Dana Brooke and Carmella, right? Like, ugh. <laughs> like, and then Dana Brooks in the Money in the Bank. She's probably like, I'm coasting. I'm not even trying in this damn match. I got yeah. my pay per view. I got my pay per view check. It looks like we're getting Forgotten Sons versus the New Day. Which, ugh, see, that's nasty. That's just nasty. See, yeah, I don't like man. that. Nah, yeah, don't but like you got to do, do – but here's one thing I can say. Other than the single – okay, I'll rank it in, in terms of importance of, of things actually going on. The women – this is on SmackDown. The women, mm-hmm. the tag title picture, the tag team picture, because there are a lot of tag teams on the show, and then, mm-hmm. the, and then the singles men. I am yeah. so not interested in, the, in any singles men program. I'm more interested in the women on SmackDown. 
Uh, and that's Bailey, Sasha, and the Tamina. Even to, they made Tamina interesting. Yeah. Who would have thought? Tamina. A little bit Mina, but Tamina nonetheless. I no, mean, Bailey's gonna. Bailey's doing. Bailey got to do work. She knows. She yeah. <laughs> she knows. Said, give her her flowers. Like I, I think COVID era superstars. Bailey's number one. Actually, Sasha's probably number one too. Or not Sasha. Uh, Oscar's probably number one too. Probably one A, one B. Then you know, let them all fall from there. But like, you know, what's really disappointing me this whole time. I thought that she could really benefit from having like clothes like like no fans in the arena. And I know we're skipping ahead, but like Shannon Baszler is really disappointing me. They, yeah. They've completely kind of dropped all. I have a, I have a theory about Raw. Uh, okay. That when we get to Raw, that I'll explain a little bit more often, unless we're getting to Raw now, because there's well, what really else nothing. Are we, what, what else are we? We're doing. It looks what? like we're doing a Miz Lucha House Party thing. Yeah, I mean, we got to get the tag teams out. You know, I think they're just trying to disperse the tag teams a little bit, um, get people out of there. Usos didn't show up. I was wondering about. Why that happened, or did they? I don't know. I don't even remember anymore. Um, but yeah. So to be honest with you, let me let's let's cut the cut the crap. We talk about we generally graze over everything that need to be grazed for it. That closing segment to me, one of the biggest waste of time that I've ever witnessed on television in recent memory. Biggest waste of time ever. It might as well have been Saturday Night Live opening monologue. Like, it was a major waste of time. They turned a segment that they promoted. They had interviews for this guy. People going out, they're doing, you know, vignettes. WWE YouTube is filled up with Triple H matches and shit like that. They're doing this whole thing to be like, oh, yeah, Triple H, 25th anniversary. Oh, what could happen here? And then it ends up being Sean and FaceTime (laughs) and old man Vinny and... (laughs) <laughs> and I'm and I'm just like, bruh, get me off this planet. <laughs> I, I don't want to be here no more. I wasn't into this segment. And it went through a commercial break. How crazy was that? Right? That was so weird. Uh but 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 how crazy was Ric Flair calling, hanging up, calling back in tears, and then Triple H <laughs> hanging up on him. <laughs> that's that's what I do to my dad. <laughs> I didn't like this, man. I didn't like it at all. I just didn't. It was it, it went on too long. It had it served no purpose, no purpose at all, which was probably the most offensive thing about it. It all the things that we came up with of what could potentially happen, Never none happened. of them happened. Yeah, none. Of them, it began to make me wonder why did I even bother because it ended up being one of these like, and I don't want to be a Triple H. To me, past twenty five years of Triple H, yes, we've romanced it. We're definitely romancing it. He's fantastic. Don't get me wrong. And I feel as though it's a lot, lot of, of romancing of these twenty five years. And I feel as though a lot of the the people that that are complaining about this, like, okay, but like twenty five years is a really long time. Like, yeah, it's super long. It's super it sh- long. It should definitely be celebrated. I, I think not a lot of people get that far, and for to have him still be in the company after twenty five years, never left, is is quite the feat. It's quite the you know he's never left. Yeah, but that wasn't the point of the segment though. It no. wasn't even to celebrate. It wasn't even to celebrate the things that we've done. They didn't bring. Out, I thought they were bringing out Sean and the, and then they were going to talk about it a little bit. I, it wasn't even to celebrate it or acknowledge it. You know what I would have liked? Stupid, hokey, funny, not funny shit. You know what I would have liked, and and I know people what? probably would have hated this. I would have liked for him to just give like a, a a small speech about 
you know, 25 years. And just, you know. Yeah, drop a promo on me, bro. That's what you do. I'm not here for this Joey Gladstone, John Stamos-ass relationship between you and Sean. Like, yeah. ugh. <laughs> like, I also, get out. <laughs> I, I, I felt this, though, like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm a fan of the Vince thing because I like kooky stuff like that. I thought the Vince thing was just like, he was awful. Did you see he, Vince's pants? <laughs> yeah. He did you see Vince like shaking and, and like like yeah. he was, like he was a J? Like he was a dope fiend? My man got a new pair of <laughs> that is funny as fuck. <laughs> my man got a new pair of dockers. He acting a little different. Oh my god. Um yeah, I don't know what that was about, man. I don't like I didn't like that. I didn't like it at all. I I felt betrayed. I felt like I sat there really to wait for this thing and it ended up being worse. And then they ended up like trying to redo it on not even redo it, but also include Triple H things on Raw as well. And I'm like, all right. I'm over Raw. Yeah. And I don't I don't know if we want to transition Raw, but I'm yeah, I was over Raw in the first hour of Raw. Um Raw was a is a it was a weird show. It was a show that was there. I think it's definitely one of the rare times where I felt as though the NXT from last week was better than both shows this week. I was into yeah. NXT last week. And here's um, my here's my th- here's my theory on what happened with Raw. Okay. I think they thought this was the go home show. Oh wow. And it was not the go home show. <laughs> like I think they thought that this was supposed to be like we're doing all the thing. We're having the triple threat matches. We're featuring all the money in the bank guys. We're doing all these stuff. There's a contract signing. Everyone ends raw. And then I'm like, oh, shit, we have another. T-. So to me, I'm thinking, all right, they do all this. What the hell is supposed to happen next week? Like, mm-hmm. really, realistically, like, what is going to happen next week? I have no idea. Um, I don't know. Raw to me was. Something needs to happen. The 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 forty five minute opening six man con- oh segment into contest into another segment type of thing. I was like, nah, you. Here's how you kill Al- Here's how you kill Alistair Black. You put him in matches like this. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. I don't think uh, that needed to happen. I don't think this needed to happen this long. I yeah. excused it for the Raw after Mania because clearly they taped it before Mania. But there's no reason why that match shouldn't have gone that damn long. Like no. I love the six people involved in that match, but there's no reason why it should have gone that long. You didn't. And, you, you just had a slow plotting tag team match, and then to and then to get to the match at the end between Apollo and Andrade anyway, which is what you really wanted to get to at the expense yeah. of Ray and and Alistair. You should have just did that one on one and just had that be thirty minutes, and then let yeah. the other two go. Like, but, and and now I'm even more questioning why did we put Apollo Cruz in this match? <laughs> Why do we have him take a major win? I mean, it's a win over MVP, so it's like whatever. But like, why did we put him in this match for him to be taken out of this match? So he's gonna cost. Play- he's gonna cost Andrade probably. So like, you know what they could have done? Not put him in the match. <laughs> like they could have also put not put Andrade in the match, and then we could have had. Andrade versus Apollo Cruz and build up to that program and be like, okay, maybe Apollo Cruz is shining, but. To have him be in the orbit of this and then have it being kind of taken away in a kind of like, oh, my God, unless they're doing a, some sort of program where they're like, oh, my knee is actually fine and I'll be in this match. Like, screw you guys yeah. and have him like power through this. But I was just like, what? Why are we? What? You put him I, in title? I would. I, here's here's devil's advocate here. Here's the other side of this. Sure. If they're going to push him after this, 
I do think the way they got here was kind of weird, but I also think that um, it's a good thing to take him out if he's not going to win. Yeah. So I'm not mad at taking him out because I never thought he was going to win. That's a good thing that if you're just going to slot him with Andrade, just slot him with Andrade and have them have that match later. Right. So, well, so I just think that you shouldn't have beat – well, they didn't even beat him. That's why I also think that they're going to do that later because <laughs> it, yeah. like well, it just ended. Well, 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 speaking of let's take the people out if they're not going to win, a whole triple threat match promoted between <laughs> Shayna Baszler <laughs> – Nia Jax and Asuka. And I'm like, they really doing this? Was that... this when you checked out? Oh, yes. This was 100% when I checked out of Raw. <laughs> when I realized not only no match happened, there was no winners, there was no segment, and it was it's, it ended up with, I think, Nia Jax kind of standing tall over everyone else. I was just like, nah, I'm good. I'm good. I'm done. Nia, I'm done. You know that face that we said, that, or I think you said it a year ago, a year and a half ago. You said, Nia just comes out and she just doesn't look like she wants to be there. I said that in the Enzo Mori segment, which, to be fair, <laughs> I would not have wanted to be there as well. But she but got that face again, and she's only been back for three weeks. <laughs> she, it's a, it's a different. I heard. Um, so there was a take, obviously from our friend Chris Novak, friend of the show. Mm-hmm. Um, he says Nia Jax needs something. She needs to win this match because she needs something. I don't know if I subscribe to the same thing that Chris Novak says, but I do. I do agree. Nia Jax needs something. I don't know if it's this. I don't even know what she needs to be honest with you. She's kind of had her WrestleMania moment. Um, I don't know how she's going to go down and being remembered. To be honest with you, because it's such a her career doesn't have any. I agree, with Chris. In fact, her career doesn't have any major moments outside that WrestleMania moment. And it was and, a good moment. Yeah, it was a good moment too, but her career doesn't have any peaks or valleys. It's kind of like a thing that happened. Like Nia Jax was around, and we'll probably, um, we'll probably overhype when it's all over. We'll probably talk about how awesome she was when she maybe wasn't really that I awesome. I, I, but, will <laughs> I will um, never glorify glorify another career in this, but she does. I don't know if she needs money in the bank. But she needs something, and I, I think, think it's it. a story. I think it's a storyline outside of the women. I think Nia Jax needs to either be wrestling men or have a program with men. Nah. Something along the lines. I think so. Nah. What what man it's do a, they got? What she, is is her versus to Hootie Miles? To, yeah, a little bit. I mean, to Hootie out here getting minutes, bro. I'm good. Um, no, well, if you're not, I, I, no, I, like, I, I don't want her beating Oscar. She she's not going to be beating Shayna. Um, there I doesn't think seem to be. She, Liv, I think they're, they're she pushing Liv for something. In, she, it feels like to me that Nia Jax doesn't fit in the women's division, and I'm not saying like, oh, we should put her to men just because, but it's never felt like she's had a true place in this women's division. She seems she's different than everybody else, obviously, duh, but it's never seemed like she's been competitive with the women's division. We, I don't. When I think of the women's division, I think of, oh, we probably need Nia to come back. But then it's kind of like, all right, now what? Now what I'm, are we doing with Nia Jax? I'm, I'm Joe Budden podcast facing right now. What do you mean she doesn't fit? I mean, she loses she a lot. She doesn't have a place. She doesn't have a place in the women's. She doesn't have any dominant. momentum. No, it's not that. But she doesn't have any momentous moments. 
they've done the same thing over with her where they have her squash a bunch of people until they eventually want to lead her up to this moment and then she loses. She doesn't have a memorable sort of besides the Alexa Bliss thing, she doesn't have a memorable storyline they go off of or anything of rather. She doesn't have any she just to me in this competitive women's division, when you think of the Oscars and the Shayna Baszlers and all this other stuff, I don't see where Nia Jax is competitive in this division as well. Even I, Liv Morgan is out here competing. I just don't know why they're pushing her at the expense of Shayna right now. I just think that's silly. I, I think there's way. Like, I think it's a moment. I think it's just so you can think that Nia Jax has, like, it's it's one of those like, oh, maybe she can lay out both of them and she looks strong. Make a Nia look strong, but. I just don't see it's just weird. She doesn't maybe it's just me and how I kind of perceive her, but I just don't see where she fits in this like competitive division. She doesn't have an um, amazing track record and it's not that she's not good. She just to me it's it's a they haven't done a good job and I'm not blaming her. I'm blaming them. They haven't done a good job incorporating her into the division as a competitor as a real competitor she kind of is on her own until it's time to face somebody and then she's pulled out again like it's i don't know it's hard to explain so i I apologize if it's i think Liv is up next for her if she doesn't win money in the bank they're building her speaking of Liv, what are they doing ruby riot i think she deserves way more than what she's getting right now ruby is the new sarah logan she is the I, I don't mind Natalia. I don't mind Liv winning other than her cutting that really awkward promo afterwards. But Ooh. I do I do have a problem with like Ruby being five like oh and five or something since she came back. I, yeah, I, that's what that's what SRS said. Just weird. I, I think she deserves way more. She's super talented, super cool look. I don't know what they're what they're doing with her. Um I think this is Paul Heyman booking, right? That they're gonna, but she's a heel. Like you're not gonna have a like. Usually he has the faces get beat down and then win. Not no, the heel. This is the this is the this is the Alistair Black booking. Alistair Black, Buddy Murphy. We gonna give it to them until they appreciate it, and then they're gonna finally appreciate her when oh something they else make happens. a major move. Something else happens. So we're yeah. gonna give it to them until they appreciate it. So we're gonna still get some competitive matches. Next time their match is gonna go maybe another five minutes longer. Maybe they'll have a commercial break. Who knows? Um. And then maybe something will happen. I'm not saying wait and see. I think I agree with you that Ruby Wright deserves more and they at least need to stop letting her get kicked in the face by everybody. Goddamn. But, you know, just, you know, she's someone, it's weird. She's also someone who I feel like fits in the division, but it's not, she doesn't have a. She, she should be getting footing. booked. She should be getting yeah, booked she, like Naya is. Yeah, she doesn't have any footing anywhere. Like, she just. Ever since she's kind of come in from the right squad to this, it doesn't seem like she has any proper footing, but I'm sure she'll get there eventually. I don't know. Um, I hope. I really do hope. Um, here, here's a hot take. I this is going to be the hottest take for a while. Okay, just get ready. I just need you. To, I need you to prepare for this. Okay, I'm raw, raw ratings are down. Obviously. Yes. I know there are a lot of a lot of a lot of reasons why this is happening. I, I think the the pandemic is wearing on people a lot. I think that you know a lot of people are looking at other like cable news is a big thing right now. There are a lot of factors as to why raw ratings are down. But in the terms challenge, of challenge, no, I'm kidding. All right. 
It's Wednesday. That's Wednesdays. That's Wednesdays. Just had a plug. It's a challenge. It's a challenge. It comes out every Friday on RNC Radio Watch. All right, Number one rated ke- cable television show can on Wednesdays. All right, go can ahead. I finish? Can I finish? Please. Can no. I finish? I I know this is going to be very unpopular. I think they need to take the title off of Drew, like expeditiously. I don't think he's connecting. <laughs> Unpopular to who? I told you this last week that I'm sure people was gonna thought he was a punk. <laughs> he's I too. Think Drew, I, I don't think. I don't think he doesn't have an edge, Drew. bro. He doesn't have it. I mean, there's no one to connect to in the actual crowd itself. But yes, through the, I know, but through I, the lens I, of the camera, no. <laughs> it's not his fault. Let me just be clear. It's not his fault why this isn't working. A lot of Drew is crowd reaction, it's not character. Did not care. Well, not, I mean, he hasn't it's had so that match. It hasn't had. He hasn't had that match yet. He doesn't have bad matches per se. But like, I just think that people might look at him in a Cesaro light and not a champion light. If that makes any sense. No, this is this is an amazing take. Um, I fully support it because it's not that I do think they need to take the title off of Drew eventually. I mean, I never thought he was going to have a particularly long reign anyway. This is scarily scarily paralleling his NXT title reign where people thought the exact same thing um, because he is six foot nine or the, however freaking tall he is and jacked to the bones. And he's out here taking bumps for the heels and doing all this other stuff. And maybe, you know what? I don't want to say that because then I, then I sound like an old timey kind of guy um, talking about like how big guys shouldn't be taking these, these bumps, but he's not connecting. It's just the way yeah, it's, it's his character. It's not there isn't an edge. There isn't enough of an edge. And I think it it needs the character needs a little bit of a development in terms of traveling through that healdom again, but traveling through the healdom not being a muscle from somebody else. Traveling yeah, I, through the healdom and establishing your own character on your own, um, and your own motivations and all of that, and then you come back to the title. Yeah, I don't know if I, I really don't know if um I really do not know if Seth will be the one to do it. I don't know if I don't know if Seth will be the one to do it as far as Seth like giving him to, to no, I mean like the person that will give him the, the, the credibility. I don't know if they will. I, I think that if you drop the title at any in any way, shape, or form, people are gonna tune in the next night to see what happens. I, I guarantee you people will be cheering for Seth in this match that they're about to have. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. hundred percent. I guarantee you. Which is not what's supposed to be happening. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, but the thing with Seth is that if they love him, they love him now, and then when he gets the title, they they hate him again. So that I don't think yeah. they're going to give him the title. But I actually think Empty Arena Seth would be a way better champion <laughs> than yeah. Full Arena Seth. So it's it's very weird. I think and then Seth- you could you could run back KO too and make yeah. it a real special type of thing too. But I mean, so if they decided to go that. You could also go crazy and and then do Alistair against any of these guys, or do somebody that actually has momentum going in and that actually doesn't need to be toiling away in six man tags. You could put Ray in that in that position. You know, I I think that again, it is just such a a show where character pushes this show more than anything. Sorry, there are motorcycles behind me. I got the whole friggin' Rough Riders outside of my window. Wow, you got a uh, dream chasers outside. Yes, yes, dream chasers. Sorry, there we go. Oh, maybe wow. maybe we're clearing up. Wow, okay. The whole squad's out here. Don't cut DC. this. Don't cut this. No, I won't. I'm not. <laughs> uh, 
but yeah, I, I, I know this is a hot take. I, I challenge anyone to agree or disagree. I am a Drew fan. I think he's cool as a face. I think he's more intercontinental title cool than he is world champion cool, if you know what I mean. Like, I just don't, yeah. I don't see him as the face of the company. I think, I think as a, you know, a month into this, to me, it hasn't worked out. I think Seth's been giving better promos. I think Seth's yeah. been working his ass off. Here, I told you the whole like cute little winking thing and the whole thing, there's no edge to Drew McIntyre that makes people enamored with him genuinely. There's no edge. There's nothing of the rather. He kind of shows up. He's this big, huge dude, and he looks cool. But the coolness factor of him is actually incredibly low. As much as he's getting his best promos all of his career and all the stuff, his cool factor is incredibly low. Um, and I noticed that from the moment he decided to point at the camera at the end of WrestleMania and say, I want to thank you. Like, you know. Yeah, I want to bring you guys in and touch my hand. I was like, bro, don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. You're supposed to be cool. Like, chill out. Like, relax. You just beat Brock Lesnar. And Bro- Brock Lesnar made him look incredible, didn't he? Like, Yeah, yeah. Brock gave him a lot. I, I also the think they don't Brock. need the, And the thing about WWE is they can't hit the emergency glass button and call Brock anymore either. So they either got to work this out or drop the title. And I think Brock, they need like, to you be crazy. <laughs> yeah, like they, they can't hit that. And that's for a lot of people. Like you can't hit the emergency for Edge. You can't hit the emergency for Brock. Uh, Taker, no. You got what you got right now. And I don't know if he's he's like the guy that can be going and having, you know. And, and one thing I will love about, I will say about Raw, regardless of how I feel about it, you know, in, in the, the present right now, I really do enjoy the fact that they're pushing a lot of guys that would normally never have TV time. I love seeing yeah. like the Angel Garzas and and you know as much as I didn't like the six man tag, I I love being able to see these guys do it on a national stage. That's cool. Yeah. However, yeah. Denzel, Denzel Dejanet. Yeah, man. Come I on. mean, Jinder Mahal is back. <laughs> I didn't need that. I didn't need that at all. Worst <laughs> haircut that I've seen. <laughs> How you returned with that haircut? I noticed Barbara's back there. There's definitely barbers because Triple H was looking crazy on the bump and showed up later that week. <laughs> looking late. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so there's got to be barbers. Ain't no way. I'm not going to. Let me shut up. I was about to say something. I'm not going to even say that. But um, yeah, I mean, you know, this is a bad week of shows. Next week, we're going to get Street Barbers versus Viking Raiders. They took, they did, apparently, they made the Viking Raiders back into Vikings again. They walked back that whole thing. I'm so glad they did that. No, come on. I wanted to see where it was going. We even agreed that they needed something else. They needed a different well, dimension. Maybe, well, they, well, maybe that's not They needed over a with real them. dimension. Well, maybe well, that's maybe not over with them. I don't think it's over with them. So, okay. I mean, so, well, this is their longest promo in quite some time. And, yeah, and I liked it. I thought it was cool. Yeah, their, beard, their beards look good, too. Very moisturized, very everything. Yeah, I, was like, oh, I, I think they're better talkers than we give them credit for. I think that's what they yeah. were trying to show. Um, I think the match next week is non-title, but I think it's going to be great. Um, I think Street Profits are great. I'm glad to see those two go at it. I think Ricochet and, and Cedric are another tag team to, to look after. I think if at SummerSlam we got like a three-way uh, tag yeah. match between these these guys, it would be it would go crazy. Um, my, all- my thing about the Vi- my thing about the Viking Raiders is like obviously yes Vikings. Let's have them be I don't say normal guys, but we know that they're people who don viking things because they like that 
let's not make them seem like they're Vikings because that's incredibly weird in 2020. Let's just make them seem like they're people, which is why I enjoyed what happened last week. Let's make them feel like they're actual people who, when they get serious and because they love Vikings so much, don all the stuff and they look badass. That's yeah. the only thing I care about. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we should probably start wrapping this up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we should. Uh, uh, yeah, that was wrong. Wasn't, wasn't a big fan. Uh, next week, we get seemingly we get a better show. Um, but I mean, I think for, for what we had this week, we stretched this out very well. So thank you so much, Meals. It's great. Yes, we, we did. We did stretch it out way further than it is. I'm about to go on WWE's YouTube and watch Triple H versus Kevin Nash in a sledgehammer ladder match at TLC 2011. Um, so that's going to be how I spend my night. Cool. Uh, and with that, that is the <laughs> end of the A Show for this week. Thank you guys so much for listening in on the show. Once again, you can follow us at RNC Radio Live. And uh, we will be giving you the latest and greatest of everything going on. We have a new episode of Spot Callers coming imminently very soon. Uh, we are working out some kinks with the actual uh, topic of the episode. We're going to be doing the Brawl for All. So we'll keep you tuned. Uh, we'll keep you posted, rather, on when that drops. But, of course, we also have so many other shows going on within our the HORNC network, uh, RNC Radio Watch, the RNC Radio channel proper. It's going to be all great. Uh, but until RSPN, next week, RSPN, yeah. oh my God, I can't forget about the excellent Uncensored series they're doing for The Last Dance. Uh, make sure you check that out as well. Shout out to Mark and Jeff. Um, but until next week, for Meals, I am Justin. Meals, have you figured out the, the sign-off yet? No, no, no. I haven't figured it out. Okay. Uh, Maybe it should no. be Touch My Hand. <laughs> no. No? <laughs> that would be crazy. No. Yeah, we will. Uh, so until next week. For Mills, I'm Justin. Thank you for listening to the A Show, and we'll see you guys next week. Stay safe. <laughs>